welcome to The Solution, sponsored by Agent Truth, where we bring the best of the best from around the country. And we have now Scottsdale's newest realtor, right? Like Roman Cassius. Uh, he partnered with uh, originally with uh, uh, Tarek Musa from Flip and Flop and Building the Business, but now has gone on to build ROC. Tell us a little bit about uh, your real estate partnership, Ramon. Yeah, sure, man. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I literally passed the Arizona out-of-state exam about three hours ago, so that was cool. Um, knock that one out. Yeah, I mean, building sales teams is something I'm really passionate about. We did a really good job, I think, in Albuquerque, and now it's time to take on Phoenix. Right, so a little bit about Ramon. He built a team in Albuquerque. He took from three people under their real estate brokerage up to 50 people in a little over three years. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, started a was a independent broker brokerage owner um, exactly to the day two years into getting my real estate license so the moment wow that I- congratulations that's awesome i feel like i should be in applause again <laughs> proud for you so <laughs> i don't know about all that but yeah it was uh it was definitely uh, an experience to say the least so uh as we were talking a little bit in the green room you have a, a book called no permission required and you talked a little bit about no your needed man no What's that? No permission needed. No permission needed. Okay. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, you know, what's what I what I was uh, finding is I would go to a ton of entrepreneurship. I'd go to, you know, business, real estate, whatever it might be, right? Networking events across the country. And very fortunate to speak at a lot of them, but also was in the audience. And while you're in the audience, sometimes you're looking and, and looking at the speakers and going, hey, you know, I mean, not my ego talk right now, but like, I think I'm probably a little bit more qualified or whatever the case yes. might be. I be felt that in the audience myself. It's a normal feeling. You feel like, I, hey, I like, why can't I do this? Right. Go yeah, ahead. So, so correct. So then, you know, you, you, you sit back and you go, okay, well, don't get mad at the game. It's not, you know, you need to play it. And, you know, I, I realized that that person who I actually know, like I knew them really well, I, they do a really good job of promoting themselves. Like, with social media, with books, with podcasts, with like, it just, you looked at my marketing and you looked at his and it's like, it doesn't, it's just the guy puts himself out there more. So it's funny, the next guy after him that came up to give his little, you know, his uh, testimony on, on his business, it was how to write books, like writing books. He was a publisher. (laughs) I'm in, sign me up. And so, you know, yeah, it's just a fun exercise to go through. And I think that like, to me, I always say this with real estate agents, especially, is I, I try to add the uh, differentiators as many times as I possibly can. So what I mean by that is you look at Ramon, you look at someone else, right? Agent A, Agent B. Agent A has X, has Y, has Z that Agent B doesn't have, right? So yep. for example, whether whether someone reads the book or not, it's another check on my resume, right? So there's just the more differentiators that you can add to your overall presentation, the value you bring, experience you have, I just think that you start really widening that gap when someone's talking to you or they're talking to another agent. It's almost like you, you're not even you're not even putting them in the same bracket. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's been a that's been kind of the concept there. But yeah, it was a fun experience and sold sold a lot more copies than I ever thought anyone would want to hear. Well, I, I understand selling copies in, with books is hard, though, right? Do you have to yeah. go on tour? I mean, did you out like you just yeah, do? I mean, I, yeah, he's like, a, you know, I didn't do all that. I just did a social media, you know, stuff and sold like a thousand the first day. I was really, really shocked by that. Wow. Um, congratulations. That seems yeah, like a lot. 
Yeah, I think, I think so. I mean, relative to for first one, but yeah, so I plan to do it again, but it's also fun. It's also fun to, to, uh, you know, it's really documenting your journey, right? Cause you can only write up into the present you can, but it's, uh, it's fun to recap and, and really like, I guess you could say solidify what you've learned and, you know, whatever you're writing about. Yeah. I mean, for me, I read, I read a lot of books, but it's, it's hard because it's, um, like you said, it's just like what you know up to then and you continue to expand after that, but there's not like, uh, I mean, I think that's what blogs were meant to be is just the constant evolution of what's right. changing. Cause, cause you do change over time. One of the things I'd like to talk to the people about today is cause you mentioned, um, you had a history of building a property management company, doing a lot of leases, selling a lot of houses. And you were like, I don't know if I do it my way. So can we talk about some of the lessons you learned in building a team that maybe, you know, now you're like, don't do that, do this. Because I did it and it wasn't, that I, I didn't love it. Or, or oh, however man. that is. We could do episode one, two, three, four, volume one, two of, of, of all the different things I do different. But yeah, to-, to what, what is something that a new agent comes to you and is like, Ramon, man, I, I've learned a lot about you. You seem like you're everywhere and I, I want to do this. And that's one of the things that you wouldn't recommend. Like, how, like, what is one of those things? Yeah, well, I mean, everything looks easier from the outside. That's number one, right? Outside looking in, it's always going to look easier than it really is. Um, I would say that, you know, a lot of times I think we get sidetracked where we have multiple things going on, right? You have a couple different businesses, you got your flipping houses, you're doing property management, you got the brokerage, you're selling real estate, you're buying your own real estate. And at some, at some level, like when you start a business, it's a real, it's a real obligation. And if you're not putting able to put the necessary time, blood, sweat, tears into it, um, you know, you, you, you just, the odds of it succeeding, right. Are just, are just low. And so, you know, I'd say number one is what you're doing. Like, do you really love it? Like, for example, we built our property management company in eight months. I think we had 900 doors under, under management. Wow. That's yeah, awesome. I mean, we were like becoming one of the, hope <laughs> me and my business partner laugh at this. We we're actually becoming like one of the largest. I, uh, no, you know. Once you get to 800, 900 doors, you got a substantial business, right? Like, yeah, yeah we're doing and good. And then you're working the sales side of that. And yeah, it keeps you. Yeah, yeah, we're doing good. But here's the thing. We hated it. That property management phone never stops ringing though. That's the problem, right? Like it, oh, it grinds you alive. It's, you know, I mean, and again, I think you, you could set it up different ways, right? But that's just an example of something that real, we, we just did it because we thought it was a good business decision, but it, it wasn't something we were passionate about at all. And considering we're the ones bootstrapping it from top to bottom, it just, it, it just didn't work out. And the other thing was with that is it's like working for the same dollar twice. And that's like a rule of money that I've learned that I, I really tried my hardest not to do. And that means, you know, as an agent, so wait, wait, hold on. I like to slow thing down. You you said a very important thing. Let's uh -huh. go back. Let's backtrack that because one thing I it bugs me is that sometimes we have very important points, and what you said I thought was very impactful to me. But never paying for money twice. What was don't this? work. Don't work for the same dollar twice. Okay, so this is a principle. Don't work for the same dollar twice. What does it mean? So I'll give you an example, go back to the agent selling homes and flipping homes, nothing wrong with that, by the way, but I'm just saying is that what you're doing is you're going and putting your time, energy and resources into one business, right? Sales, you're getting a return, your commission, then, and that's money earned. That's earned money that time went into, 
then you're taking that earned money and putting it into another project, which is also going to require your time, energy, and resources. And if, if you ask, you know, Michael Banovac, who was on your guys' podcast the other day, he'd tell you the same thing is that like, if it both of them require your time, like working for the same dollar twice doesn't get you very far. Um, I believe a lot in passive investments that you don't have to go physically go turn that dollar over again. And a lot of, I see, I just see that a lot in the industry where I see a lot of agents doing a bunch of different things. And I'm like, man, if you just stick to one and did that, did the best you could at that, you'd probably make a lot more money and live a better life. Yeah, no, I mean, I actually did similar to a thought that we were talking about as well with, with, with Michael Banovac. And it's just the idea of, um, Yeah, I lost my thought. The you 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 gave the example of the um the, sorry that you were just giving the example of the the agent that was uh selling a house and then flipping it. Yeah, selling house and flipping homes. Yeah, but they're 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 not um getting away from the business, right? They're not. They're they're, they're you said you you have a passive income is where you were headed with it, like Correct. creating yeah. passive income. So tell me yeah. more about that. Yeah, well, okay. So, you know, I mean, you you look at business models as a whole and flipping is not a wealth business, right? Flipping is a cash business, same way real estate is. And I think that when you understand the difference between cash and wealth businesses, um, you're able to make smarter business decisions. So for give you an example, um, investing in real estate is a wealth business. Why? Because you put your money, time, energy, and resources into that, into that business, like an investment property, which is like a business, right? Expenses and income. And it doesn't require any of your time. Now, in theory, it also gets more valuable over time while not requiring your time. How great is that? Cash oh, it's also as well, it's one of, one of the things that we wanted to focus on with Agent Truth. I'm glad you're talking about this. And that's the idea of understanding that we're in the business to own real estate because yep. we can manage it as you go about your day, right? A call comes in and you need uh, an AC guy or a plumber or whatever, you have them in your bag. So it's not as costly of your time to then handle that. You know, when you have something comes up at one of your investment properties, I own six different investment properties. Like it's, I just handle it as I go out my day, while it's making money for you and building wealth, it's growing, it's both ways. I, I, I'm, I'm completely with you. Go ahead. And then I'd ask, you know, any agent, so what's your business worth? Like if you put your business on the market today, what's it going to sell for? And most of the time it's not even sellable. I mean, that's the reality, right? Because it all relies around you, which is great. That's not, you know, you, you make a lot of money selling real estate, right? But it's just not a wealth business. And so you're just not building anything. You're not, a, you're not accumulating something. Yes. Go ahead. Core, core concept is take your earned cash from your cash business and go put it into businesses that the cash multiplies without you requiring your time. That's the, that's the, the summary there. And so give you an example. I was doing Real estate brokerage, which I'd argue is not a not a wealth business, a cash business as well. Well, it's and, actually one of the least profitable businesses that you can own as a brokerage. For sure, like their, their margins are paper thin. Yep, paper, and they've they've only gotten they've you know only collapsed over the last fifteen years, right? They're not yes. going up. And so then you know we're doing the same thing now. I do believe that property management is a it's a lot more of a tangible asset you could sell, right? But at the time. It, at the time it's not so it's two you got two cash businesses going on at the same time 
And to me, that just wasn't, that didn't make a lot of sense. And I, I tried to steer ah, away from doing that. Okay. So it's, it's understanding that um, it, you don't own any wealth businesses, right? Yeah, it, it, it basically, when you're just working in the, in the cash, it's not something that I'm just trying to understand your point is that you don't own anything. You're selling houses and you're, you're getting income from the rental properties, but it's not building you any way. It's transactional or, you know, however you want to say well, that. In, income from rental properties is earning you, right? It's, it's reducing your principal. And in theory, the assets getting more valuable over time. That's a bit, that is a wealth business, right? Investing in real estate. I subscribe to it and have, it's made me wealthy, right? Like I buy houses, I don't sell them. They pay yep. me rent. The rent is more than the, the mortgage. And then we get another one. <laughs> and then we just hold it and it, you know, sure it'll go up and down, but I think that's what we're saying. Very similar. So Very awesome. Similar. Continue on. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that's one of the mistakes I mean, I made, I think some of the other mistakes are just bad hires. Just like, you know, when you, you bring someone the way I look at it now is when you, when you hire someone, you're bringing them to your house, right? Like you don't let strangers come into your house. I'm sure you don't let people that could do harm to your house. Right. And then the other people that live in your house are your agents, your agents and your, your team, they already live in the house. You just, so, you know, when you bring someone in, you do the best job. Like I, I'm sure if someone knocks on your door at your actual home, you're not just going to let them in. Right. But you let people in who, you know, who you trust. Right. And, um, Ramon, I sold books door to door and I got in a lot of people's houses that I should not have been in. So you could talk the clock. It's all, but the, the point I'm making is that it's a, it's higher. I agree with you. I'm just busting. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the uh, bad hires. And um, I would say letting things go too long, right. Not just being quick to fire was other, other mistake that I've made as a, as a team leader or brokerage owner, you're leader. saying when you find, well, it, when you find something or you realize you're in a situation where you're losing money, cut your losses quickly. Yeah. And you may not be losing money like monetarily. For example, um, I've had employees before that performance wise were not terrible by any means. And a couple, a couple of them, very good. However, you're not losing monetary, like you're not losing money, but you're losing culture, right? You're losing standards. You're losing, Collect, like collectiveness of the group you're losing those things and i'd argue those are more important than than the money side fair no i oh, yes i you know it's hard i mean you ran a big team i ran a big team i mean when you lose culture it's 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 uh it's hard to deal with right like it drags everybody down with if the culture's affected by you know a bunch of bad actors right because bad actors always want to take you some other way. And like you said, agents that can't stay focused and, uh, you know, they go, they go astray. Right. And then they bring, right. you know, then there it kills culture. So. Yeah. So being very, very mindful of the people. So you're doing something that to me is, is the most common thing I get when I get new agents come to me, is they're like, Jeff, I moved to a new marketplace. So you, what was the business decision of leaving where you were to other than Scottsdale is a wonderful place to live, right? Like, you know, it, it is it is full of beautiful people and there's lots of fun to have everywhere you look, right? Like, but beyond that, like, why was it targeted for, for the business, for you? Like, what was it? Why is this the nest where, where Ramon's going to kick ass from? Sure. So the reason why I stayed in Albuquerque the re, uh, for the time I did was because 
number one, it was easy to get started in real estate and I was making a lot of money. So I'm, I'm like, okay, this, Why is, stop? Yeah. The in, this income is abnormal. So I'm going to keep doing this as long as I can. But then you get to a point and you go, okay, I want to build a business that I can operate and I don't have to be the one operating it every day. So I'm going to start a brokerage. So I went through that and then you go to the team side, right? So then when COVID hit, I was like, okay, this is my, this is my chance here. Virtual is becoming a thing. We did our merger with EXP. So uh, this is my opportunity to build, restructure this and build it so that I could be anywhere in the world and my team is running and I'm making money. So that was the plan there. And we always knew we would, we would be an, uh, a national brand. We have a, we'd, have, we'd be in multiple, multiple states. We already knew that was going to happen. And so Phoenix, I've always been a fan of, like you said, Scottsdale, zero complaints living here. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think we're just excited about the opportunity and to essentially build what we already did, except a lot bigger and hopefully a lot quicker. So then are you doing your new team? You know, so obviously um, at the end of the call, we'll, we'll give you, you know, any, the best way to reach you that you choose, but right now I'm just more focused on. So does that mean when you're talking to agents, you're usually using a zoom call like you're, cause you're, I know that you guys are, you know, across multiple States or even that international. Yeah, we have, well, through our revenue share stuff with the XP, yeah, we got agents all over the country. But so, when, but even for new agents, when they come in, are you preferring that they come meet with you in person or are you doing it through zoom? I mean, how, what is your best way to like, how are you uh, attracting agents to your team? Oh, if we're, if, if we're meeting in Phoenix, we're meeting face to face. Um, but you know, I don't really interview agents in Albuquerque anymore. So pretty much it's all face to face here. Yeah. Um, and I, where do I meet agents? I mean, social media is a great place to meet just about anybody, but, um, I like to, I'll, I'll stop into some events, you know, I'll check out who's doing what I get down some title companies, some mortgage companies and do the, you know, do that song and dance. So yeah. Sure. No, well, you're, you're humping it though, right? You're trying to start a business. You're out working. Like you gotta be, well, especially, um, in this marketplace, you have to be aggressive, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, I was just telling someone the other day, I was like, it's fun. I love being in the trenches, doing some like gritty work, like get, being nimble. And so you're high eye then you like to like get in uh, and meet the people. No, uh, uh, hi, I'm the D of all D's that on the, on the, on the disc profile, man, like <laughs> nice. eight, 99%, something like that. And I think C is the second. Awesome. So how, how do you deal with when you get a D on your team? Um, well, on our real like on our executive team or on our like oh no, i mean the executive team usually there's a bunch of d's right like they, they have their own business that they're oh. ahead of and that i mean that's usually how they died i was more about people because it's hard for people when they come into your organization to realize that they're learning your system yeah right like so yeah so a d comes in a d comes into our organization i mean i already i for the, i mean it's just i feel like it's talking to myself right we're going to usually butt heads because we're both headstrong people. But at the end of the day, I know that they like challenges. Number one, they don't want to be encouraged. They want to be challenged. That's the first part. And the second part is like, they really do, even though they don't act like it, they really do want like your guidance and they do want your advice. And, you know, they want, they want to make sure like they're have a relationship with you at some level. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite part is, is it's all, it's all motivation by, by just challenging. I'm like, Oh, so, saw so-and-so has a, uh, you know, six pending transactions. How many you got? And that's all they need to light a fire. Yeah. Like, accountability, right? Like, but it's in your face. Nice. I love the challenge. 
So yeah, those, but yeah, uh, we, we get a few every once in a while, you know? So what kind of, what kind of goals are we thinking? Like where are we thinking we want to have 10 agents in Scottsdale by the end of year, or just like people to think of, because one of the key to leadership from my point is making sure that I have a big enough vision and you seem like a big vision guy. So, I mean, is that like how you motivate people is, is goal, goal setting and, and, and vision boarding or, you know, what does that look like? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, the vision of our company, I'd say is the first, is the first part. Like we know that this is, we're going to be in multiple, multiple States. We already talked about, um, we'll be a national real estate brand. There's no, if you want to be a part of that, cool. If not, no, do your thing. Right. All good. Um, the other thing is that we're actually partnered with, um, a real estate technology platform called place Inc. And, um, place is a collective uh, community across the country of the top 1% team leaders, um, in the nation. Um, interesting. Yeah. So individual production P, P as in Paul L A C E I N C all caps. Yep. Place. Okay. Place Inc. Yep. And so, um, you know, what we're able to do is we're able to partner with guys who have done the expansion. They have the most successful and most importantly, profitable sales teams in the country. And they essentially give you the playbook on how to produce the most productive and profitable real estate agents um, and provide the technology, this community, the support. And so we're able to take that. And we think it's a very powerful tool to be able to come into a new market um, and be able to offer things that other, that other um, companies either aren't offering or can't offer. Um, so yeah, we, we really want to stack that value props as we're coming out here, but I think we have some. So are they from, uh, all from one brokerage or are they from multi brokers? What is place Inc? Yeah. So place is, uh, it's broker agnostic. So it's not a brokerage, right? It's a real estate. It's a pre IPO tech company. Really at the end of the day, Goldman Sachs gave them a hundred million dollars series a they're raising series B right now. Um, and so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, um, yeah, I mean, they're everywhere. Who's the founder of that? Okay. Uh, ben Kinney and Chris Suarez. Oh, okay. All right. Good deal. Yeah. I actually saw uh, Ben Kinney's number two. Um, what is her name? Sonia? No, it's uh, Ben's the girl. Katie. that. What's that? Katie Benson? No, it was not Katie. It was uh, Sonia Williams. No, she was the, she handled a lot of his. Um, oh, oh, Via? Via. Via, yeah. yeah. So oh, I was I was over in Kierlin and I'm walking down the street and she's got a actually is his company does he have a software product called Forward? Yeah, that's their um that's their coaching platform. Yeah, right. So she's wearing a forward shirt and I remembered seeing it somewhere or whatever. And then she gets out of the car and then uh uh I might be butchering her name, uh Victoria Figueroa. No, uh Monica. Ma uh, yeah. Veronica Figueroa. Veronica Figueroa, right? So I've met her at Zillow and all that stuff. And I saw her get out and I was like, oh, it is VJ because I hadn't met her before. But they were just having, a, they were doing a, a training here. Yeah. Were you were you at it? Yeah, I was there. Oh, the hell? Small world, right? Yep, small world, man. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, hey, because I, I obviously, because Ben came out of Keller Williams and I've never gone the Keller Williams path, right? Like, so that's a different a uh, whole different world. So interesting. Yeah. So we're super excited about that. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, we're on track right now, you know, we still got a whole another six months. So, you know, don't count your eggs for the hatch, right. But we're 
pacing out around 600 transactions. Um, and so based on what, how we are viewing the Phoenix market, and again, all trial and error, I don't necessarily have a, I don't necessarily have an agent count goal. I have more of a profitability goal where I want to be at Phoenix as a whole. Yeah. Whatever, whatever route gets us there. Right. I think sure. then, but selling houses is important in, in that path, right? Like there is a little bit of cash in that wealth building system somewhere. In, in what wealth building system? Meaning that agents need, that's usually how they get started. To me, the first entry into building wealth is first you have to generate cash at some level, right? Like you have to get good at cash. Then you can actually take the, the profit from that cash to then go to the earned income, right? Like, I mean, part of the thing that we're trying to build out with Agent Truth is just a, a path for people to the same thing is how do I uh, sell a house? How do I buy my first house? How do I rent? Like it's just where we're, we're trying to push it. So it's exciting to hear you talk about it. Yeah. And be patient with that stuff too, right? Like not patient as I'm, I'm not going out and getting opportunities and I'm not pushing the envelope, but patient as it, like everyone starts somewhere and you might think people are buying more real estate than you, or you might think some of it, but reality is, is that as long as you get to that point, like you're already in the top, <laughs> you're already doing well as a real estate agent. It's like important to not you know, it takes years to be, you're building a practice, right? No, it, it takes, it takes years. Well, but Ramon, you know how hard it is to be patient, right? Like to me, we, oh, yeah. we like the most common thing we see, and I think it's why there's such turnover in, uh, in agent teams generally have a lot of turnover because of the, they think it's an easy business. They think that it's going to the first year I'm going to make a hundred thousand. The second year I'm going to make 500,000 and the third year I'm going to make a million. Right. Like, but clearly, you know, not everybody's doing that because that's just what the reality of life is. Like you said, it's hard to get to where you own one house, then two house, then three houses, but congratulations once you got there. Yeah, exactly. And I guess, yeah, it is hard to be patient, but it's like, I read this quote and I'm going to screw it all up, but I'm just going to say it. Cause I thought it was like, wow, this summed up. I, I it made a lot of sense to me, but it's like um, success can really be boiled down to doing the obvious thing for an like uncomfortable amount of time. Yes. Uh, while, and, and while at the same time, not convincing yourself that you're smarter than you really are. Um, uh -huh. like, I'm like, wow, this is uh, every mistake I've made is in those couple senses, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is, um, you know, it's, I always like, uh, Bruce Lee's comment of be, be don't fear the man with a, a thousand moves, right. Fear the man with some, uh, you know, one, one punch 10,000 yeah. times or whatever it is. The idea of, cause it gets boring, right? Yeah, like when you repeat it. things over and over, but can you stay and can you repeat and that's usually where people get lost. And that's the point is, can you do the monotonous tasks, the things that are boring that nobody else wants to do? Are you, because nothing, nothing good comes from doing easy stuff, right? Everything comes from doing hard stuff that we know that's, we know that. Yes. Yeah, so. Yes. Um, you know, it's as simple as chasing leads, right? Like it's just that's monotonous it. and it's boring, but until you, I, I loved where you start and we can end with this. Um, or anything else that you have to say, but just about the focus needed to power to, through the, the monotony, right? Like that's why you need, because I always see people, it, it's what you started with is that they, and that's what I had forgotten was, is about, they always want to move from this to that, to another yeah. thing, to another right. thing. And then if, if there's no wealth building, right? Like, and, and, and it's because they lack, they've never put the time in to get great. I think that's what you're saying. Yeah. 
Yeah. And again, it, it takes, it takes a ton of time. And I, yeah, I see, that's what, I, that's exactly the, the point I was also trying to make was, yeah, you got to stick to something like you can't, you, you see these agents, you eat team leaders, agents, whatever they're, they're big, then they're small. They're big, they're small. They're doing this. Now they're doing that. You know, they're, they're a luxury agent. Now they're short sale. Like, it's like, if you just stick to one thing and become and become the best at it, yeah. Um, you know, you'll, it, it'll, it'll, it'll end up right. In my opinion, end up being a more fruitful route for you opposed to, you know, getting bored and trying something new every three, four, six months. Uh, I, I am a uh, proud owner of what you just said, right? Like to me, I was just focused. It's funny because of exactly what you described is kind of describing me is, you know, I, uh, just sold houses and I found a way to take, cause I, the flipping thing that you talked about was something that I struggled with as well. Cause I was like, if you, you just said it better than I've heard anyone else say it don't work for the same dollar twice. Like I realized that I could make a commission selling a house versus doing the whole flip. And the, it was about the same win and, and, you know, but I didn't have to do the whole flip, right? Like yeah. the, like the time invested in making the check was, good enough and then you you know you took five times more hours to make the same check again and that's where you're you're saying five, five times five times more hours and you know cash outlay risk right i mean there's just a lot of things that could go wrong with that situation another thing i think real estate agents are a little spoiled like look when you really we talked about this briefly when you said independent brokerages don't make money right we know the margins on average but when you look at real estate businesses splits and fees to the brokerage or team included, like name, name businesses that run at 40 plus profit margin. Like how, not a lot of businesses function on 40% or more. Yeah, the, the NASDAQ and, and the S&P, there's not any, none of them do, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm like, you know, people are just like, man, this is a really good business if you do the business, right? Sell that, like this is a really good model um and yeah i think we get a little spoiled sometimes and forget like not everyone runs at this high profitability as we do well you hit a hot button for me because that's exactly what it is is we get big checks spoil people correct right like you you do a little bit of work and you make a bigger check and then you're you you think it's too easy you forget how hard it is to that every day you're trying to convince somebody to give you a ten thousand dollar check or whatever the amount would be but that takes a lot of work. And that as soon as you aren't sure and committed to that, that's when, you know, they need to go see Ramon. So yeah, there you go. All right. So tell us what's the best way that people can reach you, Ramon. Instagram's the best way. Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? Ramon.casaus. Awesome. And can you spell that for me? R-A-M-O-N dot C-A-S-A-U-S. Awesome. So anyone that's heard this and thought, wow, Ramon is a great guy, because we didn't even get to any of the fitness, finances and freedom. But uh, next on Monday, we're going to have people on. They're going to get asked you questions. So thank you for laying it down. Is there anything else you have to add? No, man, uh, I don't think so. I think we covered I think we covered covered most of it. Yeah. For sure. Awesome. And I, I think most important people see why you've been so successful and why you're going to be a great team leader. If there's anything that I can do or Phil can do to help you individually, please let us know. We are your competitor, but we're also your friend. And we're uh, this agent truth is about giving it all away. So if there's anything that Ramon can do to help you guys out there, or if I can do, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Great job, Ramon. For sure, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. All right. I'll see you on Monday. Thanks, Ramon. Talk to you.